Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And today we're talking about cinematic play. Yes, cinematic play. The number one thing about cinematic play is they are not trying to be realistic. They're not a simulation game. They're not trying to portray real life. They are portraying things that you would see like in a movie. And not a realistic movie like, let's say, Saving Private Ryan, but more like a Hong Kong action movie. That would be a cinematic game. Uh, John Wick, that's cinematic. John Wick could also be a simulation game. <laughs> it would take a very long time, but I don't know. One of what, the fight scenes would take a long time. I don't know if one person could kill so many people in such a short time. That's why you have companions with you. <laughs> she, he actually does have some friends every once in a while. So, so, what's the difference between a cinematic game and just theater of the mind? Ooh, theater of the mind. Well, I think most cinematic games use a theater of the mind type of action, right? Because what you're trying to forego is this idea of miniatures on a map, counting grids or counting squares at this tactical game that would mimic a miniature game, right? Uh, of old time, well, not old times, but miniature games that people play with miniatures and have little rulers, rulers and, and, and charts and stuff like that. But you're not actually saying that you can't have a mad out to kind of have people draw where they are and right. stuff like that. Because a lot of people need to have a, an orientation for theirs before they can do their cinema of the brain. <laughs> yes, uh, correct. I mean, some pl- some games tell you forgo the map. Do not, you know, just use the the mind. But some players and GMs have a difficulty with just imagining things right one of the problems with that is that if you can set the scene for them and say where they are and what's going on around them they're not necessarily going to see the same thing as you're seeing in your brain correct like when i say construction site some people might think of a home construction site which is much different than a huge building construction site like in the middle of downtown hong kong hong kong or san San jose san francisco Or New was York. Was it building a building a high rise? Now building a house compared to building a high rise, two totally different types of constructions. Especially because there's no cranes usually when you're just building a house, <laughs> and cranes are very cinematic. Yeah, they're huge, right? And, and there's no like huge beams, you know, pile of wrought iron beams and concrete slabs of this or that, and you know what I mean. There's usually not. There just might be a pile of trash, and when you're building the house, but there's not this pile of like broken concrete and you know and stuff like dirt, that a lot of dirt dirt although yes. they usually do have to dig for a foundation and then there's the big old hole that they yes. dig for the building right so of course when you describe something as a gm in a cinematic game i think you're trying to describe as much as you can but of course not as much as you can because you can go a little bit crazy trying to describe everything so that's when a picture is worth a thousand words right yeah that's true but Imagine you, this is what it looks like. Yes, or, that's or, what I would say. It, yeah. I wouldn't say this is what it looks like. I would say it looks something like this. Right. Because that gives the avenue for people to change or say, well, I didn't see any nail gun in that in that picture. Oh, you think there's a nail gun anywhere? Oh, yeah, sure. You know, if it's likely that it might be there, yeah. Or like a, 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 a toolbox. Yeah, sure, there's a toolbox there. Is there a big old wrench there? Yeah, sure. So that's cinematic play. And not everything is set when you set the set scene and that players can come up with stuff. And if it seems plausible 
and it makes sense, then you, you know the GM should probably allow it. At and least that, that's, that's going to be dependent on what game you're playing. Right, right, exactly. But most games kind of kind of gear that who who are called cinematic games. They kind of gear it toward that direction, more of a theater of mind play away from the miniatures on the table. Because what happens is, and, and this is true, is when you lay down the mat and you map out everything that's on the mat, even if you have like little plastic trees and have scenery, you're basically limiting as to that's all there's there, right? At least, at least in the mind of most players and the GM, they kind of forget that, well, that's not everything that could be on that on that scene. Maybe you forgot something. Maybe is there a log somewhere I can grab? But because they don't see it, they don't ever think about it and and probably may not want to ask, oh, is there a log laying around that I can use to make into a torch or whatever? I think that's where cinematic games are trying to get away from that miniature or, or mat on a table or scenery because it curtails imagination from both the GM and the player. The games usually play like movies, you know, high octane melodramatic stuff. There's nothing boring about cinematic play. There shouldn't be any. And if there is, maybe you're not doing it quite right. <laughs> yeah, there shouldn't be any like really like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, useless scenes. I want to say useless scenes, but scenes that are like kind of boring. Every you know, every scene should have impact. So what kind of genres or games are you talking about that use cinematic play? Uh, there's, this g- there's this game called Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the RPG. It, it, Which supposedly he has, but he can't find for me. Yes, I can't find it. But it it actually tells you the rules that, you know, the way you frame, the way you explain the scene is like a movie. You know, you opening scene, opening shot. You see, you know, a table littered with uh, with all kinds of books, ancient and blah blah blah, right? And so you go, and so and, and the shot expands outward, and you're now in a library, and sitting at the library is. Whatever that girl's name, Tracy Summers, or whatever her name is. What was Buffy's real name? Buffy. Buffy? Yeah. Buffy Summers? What was her last name? I don't remember. <laughs> what? The fan doesn't remember? Anyway, so that's what, that's, I mean, it actually tells you the, to tell the story that way. And that puts the players in the, in a place, at least in their mind, that, oh, this is like, a, this is like the show. So we're like in the show. And so everything's like a movie shot or a, scene shot so genre games would be good for this like if you like like uh the x-men um i don't know if there's a game for them um no there's uh, uh no. marvel superhero movies yes where you where you've seen movies and you can imagine that yes. you're doing this now right and doing it in a totally different way because you would never do it the same way as correct as anybody else though i think there is a super marvel cinematic game that's what they call it, I think, and it and it use I think so. Uh, there is a Marvel game, and it uses the Cortex Plus system, which I've never played, and I, I don't actually don't own. Believe it or not. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually don't own a lot of superhero games. I used to have Hero. I used to have Hero a long time ago, and uh, I don't know what happened to it. I mean, Champions, not Hero. I used to have Champions, which evolved into Hero. I think. I think I've seen that book around here somewhere. I do have the player's handbook back behind you, but that's why we don't see it that much. It's behind your desk. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so cinematic games. What else? What else is, is cinematic games? I uh, think Feng Shui. Oh yeah, Feng Shui. 
Well, I was gonna say I re- I really think that they they really are good with people who are super creative and like to describe things, right? Like within our group, I would say Ian would love a cinematic game because he likes describing. Like when he describes his character, he likes describing his character, what he looks like, what he's wearing. Where uh, let's say other players like Augustine was like, uh, I'm a I'm a dwarf. Right. There's no description. Right. He may have a beard, you know, or he has to have a beard. But, he, you know, he doesn't go. He's in, a dwarf. He doesn't go into this like, oh, I, I'll have a, you know, I have my beard is uh, is uh, what is it? It has uh, braids, two braids going down, ending in in, in in, I don't know, in leather ties you know, with chrome, this or that. And I have a nose pierce here and I have a piercing on my eyebrow and my hair is, my hair is knotted into a, a thick braid, blah, 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 blah. Augustine has never come up with stuff like that. Um, John Carter of Mars. Yes. Is a cinematic game. I think so. Because at first I was, I was kind of, I was, I thought about that one, but I didn't think of too much about the list because the system seems kind of crunchy. But on a 2D20, that uses a 2D20 by Modifius uh, system, of all the systems, that seems like the least crunchiest because it's very loosey-goosey, right? Well, as far and, as and it tells you, set, tell them what you're doing and set the scene the way you want it, right? Yes. And so you can literally, you know, if you're the human on Mars and you are can jump really, really high <laughs> yeah. and, you know... So you do that, right? You, I jump. I, I trying to get out of the your handcuffed or something, right? So you set the scene and you explain to them what you're doing to do it, right? And the more um, cinematic it is, don't you get points or you get? I forget. Like, but that's true. That is a cinematic game because it's a cinematic type of world. I mean, John Carter is this. this he's a human who because he's uh, he lives he lives he, he travels to Mars, which I guess has less gravity. And so he's like jumping and he's super strong and, and Jolene mimicked that kind of stuff by, I forget what she did in that one scene, but you were like, like crushing them, crushed on top of people or something. I forgot what he did, but it was pretty cool. It was pretty neat. I don't remember. I know that it shocked the boys that they yes. could actually do something like that. <laughs> that was amazing. Well, because said it's a cinematic game. So I said, okay, I think we were in a pit. An we arena. Were, we were in an arena. Yeah. So I did a, I, I did something that. I'd seen in Star Wars, right? <laughs> so, well, Star Wars is cinematic, right? Yeah. I mean, anything, anything that's obviously cinematic means coming from the cinema or movies. Any movie, uh, unless it's like, like I said, unless it's trying to be realistic, you know. Right. That's why, like, Feng Shui is fun because it's a, it's kung fu, right? So it's, Feng Shui is cinematic. In fact, I think uh, it, it really goes into this the whole idea of cinema, cinematic action. Right. And and Feng Shui throws everything. It's Hong Kong movie theater type stuff, right? From, you know, like crouching tiger, hidden dragon, people fighting on a on the branches of a tree with swords to, was it John Woo and Hard Boiled and The Killer with Chow Young Fat and, you know, multiple Jet Li movies, The Black Mask. All these are, are elements of Hong Kong movies. And Feng Shui just goes, we're just going to mash all those together. And it's a hell of a lot of fun, usually. Yeah, and that allows people to just do whatever they want. Like, you can run towards the flying bullets because it's a cinematic scene. So most likely you're not going to get hit, right? Right. What I like about about cinematic movies is that they really push 
the idea of being descriptive, right? And being descriptive to like crazy, what is it? Not crazy, but to, to a, a large extent, more than you would like in Dungeons and Dragons, right? Though people can be descriptive in that, the rules don't really push to in that sense. You know, so Feng Shui, because it's Hong Kong theater action role-playing game, it really wants you to, you know, it doesn't want you, oh, I'm going to shoot the guy. No, it, does, it doesn't want you to say that as a player. It wants you to describe how you're shooting them. And it's funny because I have the book open here and, and there's a bunch of descriptions of, of how to make how to make things cinematic. And I think I think it's, it, it's telling is like this one, right? For example, here's a, a way to describe a situation. I emerge from the glistening waterfall, the droplets pinging from my sword like beautiful harbingers of death. Now, normally, so you said that in D&D, people would laugh at you. But in a, a Feng Shui movie, they want to look at that. Game. Game. People like eat that up, right? You know, and you can even go corny, right? Hong Kong movies are kind of corny sometimes. And they said, it's time you met Mr. Fist and Knuckle Family. You know, that's what somebody will say before you punch somebody else out. What's, what's really cool about cinematic play is that but with people who like being descriptive, it they really can, you know, really belt out their their imagination and even people who aren't all that descriptive right can enjoy it and learn how to do it from other people who, right who and, they, and they're being entertained by other right. people describing stuff yeah. even yeah so feng shui pretty cool game I, I always liked it from the first edition i bought a whole bunch i even gave them out to my friends i ran a feng shui a few years ago quite a few years ago now almost 20 18 years ago and so it it had been it came out it came out pretty early I think, and it and it was written by Robin D Laws I think and he has some you know, pretty cool ideas and he he even said in in the rules he goes don't make a map don't write down anything try to use the theater of the mind now I even have a problem with that because just because like I want I want orientation now I don't need to know exactly where you are but I you know and as a character and as a GM as a player in a GM. You know, I need to know where where you think you are, because when somebody says I'm gonna run down the stairs and go left, okay, that's fine. And I have of course an idea. Saul doesn't know which way left is. <laughs> well, there's, that, there's that too, left or right. I think oh he's gonna go way left, right? He's gonna go so left. He's gonna not just go left a little bit, but he's gonna go instead of five feet, he's gonna go thirty feet to get like in the shadows, right, or something. Right. But the player doesn't think that. He goes oh I just want to get out of the way so other people can come down the stairs. So that that's where the problems lay now. I guess if I was a good uh, GM in theater of the mind, I would just let that slide. I'd go, oh, okay. I would work that in. I wouldn't. I wouldn't stop the gameplay. I'd go, oh, I thought you were over here. Oh no, you know, just let the player tell me where they're at or that where they, you know, where they say they're at, and keep going. But because I'm, I'm well, always it's not just you. I mean, a lot of people need to know where they are. <laughs> right there especially where the other characters are yes so that you know what you're doing because if the guy's standing at the bottom of the stairs is different than if he's standing 30 feet away from the stairs or if he's right next to them right how far you can go what you can do what you can play off of what the other person just that's did. right how you're going to interact with them yeah so i still use a map in or Bench a Week. picture or a picture well in some case both right yeah <laughs> because uh, anyway so i think that's what it is and it just like i said i keep keep saying it, but this really uh works with people who like being descriptive and are being uh like being really imaginative in their in their uh, role-playing games and 
I think if you have a nice group of people that are imaginative and you're willing, more than willing, and you got to be kind of, kind of like a, I don't know, a, not a stodgy or very set in your ways GM, right? You really got to be able to play off people uh, doing you know things that may, are totally unexpected because that's what they're gonna throw at you. Because if you say, okay, this is like a movie, it was funny because like uh, we, I just ran Feng Shui for the first time in a long time, Feng Shui two actually because they updated the rules uh had a new edition in 2015 or whatever and uh the location where they're trying to get is on a different island you know hong kong is a different set of islands and one of the players goes well how long is it going to take us to get there and then i'm like it dude it's like a movie you know you just see i go this is what happened you see drives a batmobile because he's like (laughs) the character is like uh is a mask avenger he calls himself the black mask i.e the black mask from the movie yes he ripped it off but he wanted to have like a batman car he even had a picture of the batman batmobile from the 1960s you know the the (laughs) yeah i know the the really cool one so he's driving that right he goes, oh, man, how long is it going to take to get there? That's way out there. So in reality, it would have taken about four or five hours, right? Maybe. I have no idea what Hong but Kong traffic like. But in cinematic movie. But cinematic movie, oh, I go, oh, yeah. I go, this is what, this is what happens. Uh, you see the you see the black mass driving through uh, downtown Hong Kong at 90 miles an hour, which probably couldn't be possible because it's, it's a hugely developed city. Probably lots of traffic. Then you see him going through a tunnel. Then you can see him going over a bridge. And then you go see him going through country roads. And boom, you're there. And he goes, how long did that take? Yeah, 30 minutes. <laughs> Does it matter? Cut the scene. Go, go the exactly. Scene. And that was really fun. I think as soon as I, I said that, everybody starts going, oh, I kind of get in this game a little bit more. You know what I mean? Especially in that scene. you know, Because that was one of the first scenes that happened was getting to the location, right? For whatever reason. He's like, oh. And then, and then they we're still having problems like, Oh, can I see over this wall? Can I do this? And I go, and they're like, oh, that wall looks too high for me to jump on. I go, no, it doesn't. And they go, and they go, but yeah, you could jump up, grab it, just boom, you're up. He goes, oh wow. And then that, and then Jolene, exactly. You know, there was there was these guys up on a hill on top of you know, this temple, of course. It's, it's Hong Kong, and they're just laying down all kinds of bullets, right? You know, like like the scene from uh, what is it? A anyway. predator, predator, where they're shooting up the forest, and so these guys are just shooting down, the, shooting down because it's down downhill and jolene's character she she goes i'm just gonna run up at him i'm like really and she goes yeah i'm like okay what i didn't realize is the character she had picked because i didn't really look at him too too closely is that she has a really high defense they there's like no way these they guys were could, mooks they couldn't hit me they really couldn't hit her unless they got really lucky because one of them rolled like a 24 because just the way the rules are uh they have exploding dice and if you don't know what exploding dice are is if you roll the highest number on the die roll like let's say you, if you re-roll it. You get to re-roll it and add it to yeah. the roll. So this uses d sixes. So she rolled a d the, not the she but the 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 bad guy rolled a d six and then got a six. Rolled another d six, got a six. So he got three sixes in a row and then got a, a two or something. And so they got this outrageous number. I wasn't to hit you, but it was to no. hit somebody else. And they were shocked that they got hit. Like oh my god, it hit me. <laughs> but it was funny because like I go, what's your defense? He goes like sixteen. I go. Oh, so this their gun skill was only ten. Okay, Feng Shui is really easy. Uh, you have a, your skill, and then to it you add what your roll is: positive six minus d six. So whatever the difference is, that's what you apply to your to your skill. So if it's a negative three, your skill is only a seven. Your roll, but because of exploding dice, it can you know sometimes very go widely. up or down. 
So I really like Feng Shui. I think it's a one of the most perfect cinematic games I've ever played. Uh, simply because I love the the genre, like Julian would say. I mean, I love I love Hong Kong movies. I love you know all of them. You know, some of them are pretty corny, <laughs> pretty corny, but yeah, but they're fun games. And I think uh, I think the rules and the whole idea of uh, cinematic action is really embodied in this in that set of rules. There's other games that have cinematic scenes. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, John Carter, for one, is is exactly that. Uh, there is uh, Exalted, where you're playing these super high epic type level characters from the very beginning. When Augustine was young, and one of the first games he played by himself at um, at Dundracon, he was playing with I think it was Gil. Gil Trevisio, yeah. And that was a cinematic. They had cinematic. Yes, scenes in and that he game. he runs it as a cinematic game. I forget the name of the game. He describes everything as a scene in a movie. Right. And I'm not sure if it's inherent into that game, but or if it's just the way that the, that he runs the game. Right. Right. Yeah. But he he you know he frames it as shots. You know he talks about the camera angle and stuff like that. And so Augustine, he was very young, right? He was like twelve. Yeah. What's funny was that he was playing with adults, obviously. And I came in doing a, like they take a break like halfway through the game. I go and I go, oh, how's he doing? Oh, he's doing good. You know, any problems? Oh no. He goes, he goes, he goes I'm sorry. I let the you know some people said they they apologize because sometimes they they said bad language. I go, no, oh, he's gonna hear it no matter what. He's going to school. I'm sure he's heard it. He's in middle school. He's hello. Middle school. <laughs> yeah, he was in middle school at the time. So then afterwards, uh, Gil, uh, he's a he's, he goes to us the same conventions that we go. Well before covid and he's a really good player he's a really good gm a lot of people know him and uh he comes up to i go so how did how the game go how do you do he goes oh he did really good he goes he goes he called us out on our crap he says that's not the word he used because like the gm asked him you know because he had a rocket launcher something like that right and he was gonna he was supposed to shoot the ship that's trying to get away like a uh what is it like one of those miami vice boats right that speed boat that's speeding away so the gm goes oh what are you gonna do he goes i'll blow the ship up he goes, how's you going to do it? I'm going to point my rocket launcher and shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> so he was he was trying to get like a, you know, a more descriptive version of, of that action. And my, my son being, you know, you know, very young and only had played, a, I think he was playing Pathfinder at yeah. that time. So he was playing Pathfinder. And so he was very, he was, you know, and he still is a you know, munchkin, right? He still is a mini maxer and is a murder hobo. So, you know, he wasn't into that whole really descriptive stuff. And they all laughed because like the, the G was like, you know, I could just see the GM, you know, standing up because he was always standing up, looking at it, going like expecting to see, hear this long, descriptive, you know, evocative type of uh explanation explanation and he just goes i just point the grenade launcher and shoots <laughs> so <laughs> kind of a letdown for him but it was but they all laughed because it was like and that's what uh gil said well, yes but that, that's how you learn to do cinematic scenes right it's right by playing with people who do them right yeah or you know if you really love the genre then you know exactly what kind of things to say that's why i think superhero games are would be really cool for that because you're flying around and jumping on top of buildings and oh yeah moving faster than the flash or whatever and if you think about it all the games that they play online the um multiplayer games that are like well maybe except for the the dungeon whatever ddo that's just dragons online which augustine and alan play all the time um but what's the other one league or something league of legends where where you can we it's very cinematic on the screen oh yeah 
Yeah, exactly. So, so they get this, they get an idea of what it looks like. Well, because they have these superpowers, right? right? Like every character. Well, I don't know if you know what League of Legends is. It's a MOBA, whatever that is. But it's a five on five usually, and they have these characters that have, you know, they each have their own powers and their power ups and all this other stuff. And then the list gets bigger and bigger because it used to be like twelve. Now there's like. 20 or something like that or 22 because they keep adding more and more characters and then they of course it you know every once in a while unbalances them and then they gotta you know nerf them as they say make them weaker and they have too much power and they change them up and augustine just not not all the time but complains about oh man they changed this guy's power and and sometimes it's just a fraction of how much power they they change it by but it makes a big difference in the gameplay so that would be a you know that kind of it you know, shows us it's a it's a cinematic way to to show a simulation right a cinematic uh, computer game yeah. right it's it's not like uh, even uh, first person shooters are cinematic because people can get you can get shot multiple times and not die unless you're playing one of those real super realistic ones like D for Tom Clancy where yeah you know then you you, die you get right shot away. and you die yeah exactly <laughs> but there's some other games where like like Payday two like you're taking like you know, a hundred shot and you don't die. And you just keep going. It just keep going. That's like John Wick. Yeah. <laughs> I think for me, I like Feng Shui. Uh, I like Buffy the Vampire Slayer because I do like the show. It uses a little bit of a, not a crunchy system, but uh, it's not as uh, as easy as, let's say, Feng Shui. Uh, John Carter of Mars it uses a, a very simplified, super, I think it's super easy, uh, though at times confusing, right? The, the simplified 2D, 20 system because you have six stats and six skills and you and, have to put them together and you but, put them together but you can put them together however you want right. and then explain why that works yes so it makes it a, a little bit uh um, a little bit you of gotta get used to it a little uh, bit of negotiation curve too. right yeah because i remember like uh that was really cool though but they were being really creative because they're like well can i use my uh, i forget what the skills were and then it was ian usually that really pushed the envelope i'm like uh, i don't no. know if those two go together no, two, no, not for the not for what you're trying to do right for the task at hand but I it does I, make it very cinematic when you're trying to mesh things together yes. that aren't necessarily going to work so i think most cinematic games tend to be a little bit less rules heavy and it t- and they tend to be more uh like i said faster faster interactions descriptive. and more descriptive of course more descriptive because you know that's part of cinematic cinema is when john wick doesn't just doesn't shoot people right i mean he does all kinds of crazy stuff right he punches them and then they you know they, they look down and he puts the gun underneath the chin and he shoots and then puts the gun underneath his armpit of his other you know shoots the guy in the face i mean it's cinematic that's cinema it's not like he's just going you know he's not just going around shooting people point blank straightforward he's doing all kinds of kung fu moves at the same time so that is pretty cool. So I don't know if there's a game out there called John Wick, the role-playing game, but I'm, I guess it might be coming soon. <laughs> Who knows? That's probably a license that's probably pretty expensive at the moment. I really like them, uh, cinematic games, because, like I said, they tend to be uh, more faster pace. Uh, you don't have to deal, deal, deal with the minutiae of rules. Uh, they tend oh, to be... They still have rules, but it allows more role-playing, right? Right. Or, yes. Or... Descripti- description to build the story yes and, and, and change the story and usually it, there's like there's no downtime right because it's it's because it's a movie or tries to play like a movie you know there's no there's hardly any travel right the my travel the my like i said that guy traveling from hong kong proper to lantau island was just a montage of three scenes boom 
And then uh, how long does he get there? Oh, it takes you the right amount that you need to be to take get there. Because that's the way it would be in a movie. Yeah, exactly. It was like we would talk about it even on TV shows like NCIS, right? So, you know, they yeah, jump in their car. In L.A. In L.A., they're like, oh, we're gonna, we got to get to the Santa Monica Pier. And I have no idea where they're at, right? But it looks like I have no idea. And then, they, you know, they, they, and they do that. That I love this. I love that, though, where they, they do the... The, like the Google Map, right? They go, they expand, and they go, and they move the camera like over this, this over the the map of L.A. and they go to where they're going, and that's the travel. And it took them like you know, <laughs> ten minutes, which something would take you like three hours. Yeah, yeah, because like I have friends that we have friends that live in L.A. and stuff, and family. And they're like, no way you can make it there. <laughs> and you go, you got to take the, and they always put the duh in front of the freeway, right? You got to take the 303 and, and then take the, the, the 101. And that'll, you know, that's a hell ride or whatever. So I really like cinematic games. And Feng Shui is probably my favorite because I, I just love the genre so much. I really like them because I think it forces people to be descriptive. If you have cl- players who are like, uh, they, they kind of fight that whole uh, engaging and being creative throw them into a cinematic game throw them with players who are really descriptive and I think most players will start you know opening up and then when you have four or five six players you know just being wild and crazy and throwing out ideas that's entertaining because then you're like you're like living in a movie which is pretty cool and it's always good to pick a genre that the people like yes. that, that way it'll give them more of a They've seen it, right? If they've seen a movie or like Star Wars, right? Yes. Then you you know what you can do, which you can just make it up as you go, right? Which Yeah, which is funny because this is a game that we rotate GMs and we rotate games. I had put out a few ideas that I would want, run, want to run. And Jelly goes, let's just play Feng Shui. I didn't say it like that. I said, I want to play Feng Shui. Oh, yeah. Feng so Shui. then all the guys, all my friends and my brother go, yeah, let's play Feng Shui. So like... Okay. There was like no debate. Nobody said, Oh, I'd rather play this game or that game. He then blames I, me for that somehow. And then know. and then what's funny is that all these guys are like Feng Shui, not Feng Shui, but they're like Hong Kong movie, you know, uh buffs or they right. love those movies. At least two of the players were just finishing watching a bunch of Hong Kong movies. Of course. <laughs> I think it went pretty well the yeah, first session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you want a fun game that doesn't take a lot of uh doesn't take a lot of rules learning doesn't take a lot of set design or maps to make in fact it's discouraged in most of the games then uh, pick up a cinematic game and solo put a list yes i'll try to yeah i'll try to compile a list and put it in the show notes there you go so there you go this is gaming perspectives with saul and jolene you have a good day